and gentlemen, cursive has been controversial for years. The education establishment feels really strongly about cursive. They hate it. But why? Here's the bottom line. There are many benefits, but the main one is that children learn to read more quickly if phonics and cursive operate in tandem. Cursive works, phonics works. They both reinforce the names, shapes, and sounds of the letters. And they both teach students that the language moves left to right, one letter or syllable at a time. Most people have difficulty guessing why the education establishment might scorn phonics, and why the same dubious experts also campaign against cursive. These people claim to care about reading. Truth is, they seem to want less literacy, not more. Grasp that, and then everything makes sense, if we can call ideology sense. Now think about sight words for a minute. Look at the shapes, the general appearance of the sight words. What do students know about the inner mechanism of the words? Nothing. Each word is a black box, which Merriam-Webster defines as, open quote, anything that has mysterious or unknown internal functions or mechanisms, close quote. Without phonics, the students do not know what the objects inside the words are called or what information is contaminated. They don't know about the evolution of the word, such as whether it contains a Latin root. The sight word is entirely a visual design that is arbitrary and meaningless. But the education establishment keeps hammering on a false conclusion. Cursive is useless. One professor of education states emphatically, teaching cursive handwriting is an outdated waste of time. A second professor of education quoted in the New York Times is equally dogmatic, open quote. Districts and states should not mandate the teaching of cursive. Cursive should be allowed to die, close quote. On the other side of the divide, phonics experts usually agree that literacy happens faster and more permanently when phonics is complemented by cursive. When you have neither phonics nor cursive, and those are the official recommendations of our education establishment. You have almost no literacy at all. Apparently, our professors of education want this outcome. They got rid of phonics starting in 1931, and ever since they have waged bitter war against it, even though their own theories produce dismal results, namely 50 million functional illiterates. The big picture. Cursive in partnership with phonics is arguably the best way to learn to read. And there are other significant advantages beyond reading. One, children can read historical documents such as the Declaration of Independence. You can read your grandmother's letters. You can read anybody's handwriting wherever you see it. You can read a signature. That's a big one. You yourself can have a beautiful signature. Look at ads in the media, you'll often see script. Many famous logos, such as Ford and Budweiser, are incomprehensible to most of our young people. Two, even if students memorize the prescribed sight vocabulary, Dolce, for example, they still won't learn any proper names, such as George Washington, 
Fourth of July, Pennsylvania, Lafayette, and Potomac. Will they even know the months? In short, children can't read the simplest history or geography because they have not seen uppercase words. 3. Cursive introduces students to the aesthetic zone. Children are not usually trained to look at art and design. Cursive makes this happen quickly and cheaply. Encourage children to design logos from the names of family and friends. This will accelerate every other part of the child's education. Now, everybody, I think, should know the pros and cons of Helvetica versus Times Roman, for example. Everybody should have a few favorite typefaces and be able to defend their choices. So, what are today's children learning all day? Not much, but the kings of chutzpah will tell us well, there is simply no time to teach cursive. The schools aren't doing much, and they shouldn't take time off from that, should they? Finally, when people go into teaching, you can probably assume they love education, but the educrats at the top, you should assume their love is for social engineering. The education part is just a nuisance, right? and that's why so little happens educationally in American K-12. Thank you. Overview. Let's Fix Education explores seven of my favorite themes. First, this podcast is a meditation on what I call the K-12 crime scene. So many destructive ideas. Understanding them is the key to fixing them. Two, by doing that we will have better schools at less cost. 3. Nothing much changes decade to decade. The big questions of the 1930s were the big questions of the 1960s and the 1990s. Any subject we discuss can easily intersect with any other subject. Most people instinctively want traditional education, but the education establishment fills classrooms with progressive gimmicks. The result is that we have a standoff, and that's why you run into the same ideas over and over. Four, the big brains in education keep telling students, don't bother memorizing this or that. You can look it up later. B.B. King, the great guitarist, is much smarter. He said, the beautiful thing about learning is nobody can take it away from you. Five, Lennon's ghost wanders through our school system. The hard left thinks big. If they have to kill millions of people to build their perfect society, that's okay. Same goes for dumbing down millions of students. Totalitarians want power. They will do anything to get it. Six, if we are going to survive, we have to take each child to his or her limit. As it is, we are creating millions of subeducated students from K right through college. Seven, analyzing education, especially dysfunctional education, is a lot more intellectually interesting than most people suppose. You'll enjoy this. Finally, P.S. My book, Saving K-12, runs parallel to everything discussed on this podcast. I also have an education site, improve-education.org, with 70 articles that complement everything discussed here. And I have hundreds of articles on the Internet. 
enter a topic in Google with my full name, Bruce Dietrich Price, and let Google make suggestions. Thank you for visiting.